0: Welcome to talk 30 to me, A show where we talk about the perspective of 30 somethings on life my kid is an announced. Love Did I tell
1: you about the girl? Me twice in a week?
0: <laughs> and the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony,
1: but most people just call me Turk. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show.
0: Have you ever been so in love with someone that or have you ever let's see, have you ever thought you were so in love with someone? Because of what they provided you with, what they gave to you, what they reinforced your life with, that you were misled into thinking that you actually loved them? No. You sure about that?
1: Yeah. Because for the most part, I reflect on relationships and, and the women that I've loved and and kind of start questioning, okay, well, what what was it that they enhance or make me want to be better. You know, the, the whole thing fr- yeah, we've talked about this before. I've,
0: I've never had uh, a relationship where I've like, yeah, she just makes me want to be better. Really? Yeah. We have talked about that, but I still find that hard to believe. How can you not evolve above that?
1: Do you because of that
0: now? Oh, shit. Yeah, I would say so. But in, in previous,
1: in previous years, it was always like none of them ever, it, you know, inspired me to want to be better than I was already inspiring myself to want to be. You know what I mean? So you think you
0: set yourself up to a higher standard than anyone else can set you up to? Yeah. Is that possible for someone else to set you to a higher, hold you to a higher standard rather than you can hold yourself? Yes. Okay, why is it so difficult for you to find that though? Maybe you don't want to find it. I think that was probably a a big Tell me, Randy.
1: That might have been a big contributor, but at the same time I think there was other aspects of them that I was drawn to or attracted to that I had never had or experienced before. And that's kind of what what the draw was for me. But, you know, every relationship I've had, it's it's been like a level up of sorts where this person also had this, but she also had this too. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, now not only does she challenge me like this, but she challenges me to,
0: to grow in these ways and So all things considered, you're really looking for the next evolution in a relationship. You're not really looking for the end-all, be-all. What what would the end-all, be-all look like? What would the end-all, be-all look like? I think that's kind of an impossible thing to pinpoint when you're not aware of what you want out of a relationship. But when you know what you want and you find it and you get it, what if you find out that it isn't it? Will that turn your whole world like upside down? Uh, that's w- fucking. That's something I,
1: I am definitely afraid of. Uh, but, but as I've it's crazy, right? Yeah, but as I've grown, I've also found that a lot of it comes down to, are you are you willing to put in the work just like I'm willing to put in the work?" and someone that wants to continually work towards common destination but may not be on the same path kind of deal. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, Walking two parallel paths, but not yeah divergent paths, almost right. We don't have to be the exact same to get to the same destination. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it comes back down to that whole choose her every day or leave her mentality, and you know, it should be equal on both. Both people should be deciding. You know, this is what I want. This is who I want to be with. I think you know. We've talked about this in, in past episodes, the, the concept of chooser every day or leaver from, was it the Better Man
0: Project? Or, the maybe? Better Man Project, yeah.
1: Having someone that has that similar mentality that we're going to continue to invest in each other and pour into each other. And and it's going to yield uh, even better results than what we've experienced in, in, in the past. Mm-hmm. And I've, I think that's something I've only been able to uh, experience after the culmination of my past relationships.
0: Really, are you just trying to justify your, your mistakes? mistakes? No, I don't
1: justify them. Uh, they happen, and that's just kind of what, what it was. Mm. But I wouldn't say they were horrible. They, they were learning experiences.
0: So in essence, you don't feel like you could have achieved the amount of knowledge and insight into a relationship without your past mistakes, which makes sense, right? Experience yeah. And to your point, I think for me, I
1: didn't have, I didn't exercise the best discernment in choosing the partners to invest in, in this way. Uh, I know for myself, I didn't have the emotional maturity to properly navigate or pour into somebody how I am, I'm able to do now, but I had to go through those experiences in order to get to the point where I am now to know how to best
0: or better express myself and communicate with my partner. Do you think you could have gotten there without having been in a relationship at all? No. Why
1: not? Because I had to figure it out. You, I had to have the trial and uh, error.
0: Yeah, but couldn't you derive that experience from like friendships and kind of superimpose that onto a relationship and say, yeah, this is kind of the same thing, right? Yes. Like, so kind no, of a little bit.
1: still issues within that because I am guilty of in the past, not to say comparing my relationship uh, w- with my friends to my girlfriend because that's definitely different. But the intimacy level... I was trying to expedite to get them to that same level of comfort and to get that same
0: level of familiarity with each other. So you felt like intimacy begot um, comfort.
1: Yeah, so I think that, you
0: couldn't have the- Like comparing my friendships to my relationship was detrimental in my earlier stages. Yeah, I get you. So you feeling like you needed to get your relationship to where your friendships were, but your friendships took a lot longer to develop and get there. So you felt like intimacy would help kind of Accelerate that process Right It's kind of like speed to your Right Get everybody caught up (laughs) Relationship path Right So I guess I can't really Say that Either of us Had the Would have the insight Into whether or not You'd actually need to be In a relationship To say With full confidence That no I, I didn't need to be In a relationship In order to figure out What it needed What a successful relationship Needed in order to survive But But I feel that the way that we approach things now, from a standpoint of if you haven't lived it, you can't, you don't have that experience. I, I personally think it's impossible, yeah, to, to figure out what you would have wanted in someone had you not had the experience before that. But I think, in the same breath, I think you, if you find a person that you can agree or maybe not agree to, but is willing to grow with you, you can develop into that, Mm -hmm. right? I guess it all boils down to whether or not the expectations are set and, or or maybe the expectations don't even need to be set. It just needs, there needs to be a willingness, some kind of catalyst in order to spark that, um, that interest for the other person and really figure out after a while, what it takes to actually get the relationship going and to the next level and keep it growing. And that's the interesting part I think about this episode is it goes through kind of like a range of dynamic emotions. Yeah, they really hit the full gamut starting with you know the the walk through the city,
1: the the pharmacy store, the dinner, the club
0: to the museum, the outdoor museum.
1: Uh yeah, I don't mean but the the helicopter ride.
0: Yeah, the helicopter ride. Yeah, that all kind of culminated, and it built and built and built and built, and it was more intimate and more involved and more raw and more detailed, and I think really going back to what we what we talked about before, it's it's about knowing what a relationship represents, and for Francesca's character, I felt like it represented comfort. Dev, in her, for her, represented a comfort that she didn't have because she was kind of out of her element. She was not in her natural environment. She alluded to it in the show, I believe, if I remember correctly. She alluded to the fact that this is it was the longest time that she had spent away from home. And you know, throughout the whole series, we know she doesn't know anyone but Dev. She doesn't hang out with anyone but Dev or her, or her fiancé. And... Her fiance is kind of like a slice of the old world of what she's already known, and Dev is a slice of something new and fun and intriguing. And obviously, that's going to be a lot more alluring. And obviously, it becomes overwhelmingly, abundantly clear that she doesn't know what she wants out of a relationship. She settled out of convenience, and Dev for her is something new and different.
1: I, I think I've, I I get where you're coming from, and I, and I definitely relate to the idea of settling or having a fear of settling. For myself i don't know if they feel that but for me it's this idea of like, okay well, could i have gotten better can i do better is there is there better out there for me and i think that's what i've struggled with throughout my my love life in and finding someone and and knowing when to not i think it's like a very american complex you know bigger better kind of deal and it's just like no like this is this person has everything i was looking for it's not settling if if we're really both putting in the work to right. continue to grow yeah and we're gonna you know
0: continue to, to upgrade each other so to speak it's hard to to know that that's going to happen right and maybe you know thinking about it trying to formulate a thought after hearing what you said you made it really easy to kind of draw a parallel between the apprehension of taking a relationship seriously and the the struggle of dealing with settling and marriage because that essentially is what marriage represents it's settling you've made up your mind
1: Okay, so we're doing settled as in I've I, I've made this decision settled not settled you, as in
0: as in I am gotten I am, comfortable with the relationship
1: and this is just where I'm gonna set up camp. It's like, essentially
0: I'm, one and the same, is it
1: though? Because I feel like it's not, and that's that's what I wanted to ask. And is there is there a difference? Not is there a difference? Is is there a moment when you decide to to get married or you're engaged? And is there a moment where you're like, "You know what? No, I'm, i I want to walk away from all this. And I apologize that this might put you in an awkward position, uh, since
0: you're the only one I can talk to right now about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think no. me personally, no, that never happened because when I made up my mind, I knew, and I think I I've spoken to this to some kind of degree in regards to my decision and how it all went down. But when it went down, I was pretty confident in the fact that nothing was going to change because I had already put myself through that whole thought process prior to actually making that commitment. Cause when you make that commitment, you want to make sure that, you know, you're playing with a large amount of risk at yeah. that point. And you want to make sure that everyone involved isn't going to, is going to have a favorable experience and it's not going to backlash. So with that being said, for me personally, there was a lot of thought that went into it. So, no. I can't really say that that decision would have been hard for me, but for other people that go into it out of like that convenience factor, like, you know what? It's just here. I'm not going to really think overthink it too much because if I do, I might be afraid of the outcome, of the mm. result. And it might not turn out favorably for me. And why would I just piss all that away? Yeah. Over uh, you know, just silly little meandering thoughts
1: yeah you know i can't remember where i heard this story but there was this guy that he was engaged and then at his bachelor party he met somebody and ended up calling off oh. the engagement and then he's married that girl that he met oh my yeah and so it's like in, in wow. my in my mind like is there is there like a moment where like you start to have not to say cold feet but like just like okay do i really want to do this and yes. i don't know if it's it's the fear of that forever or a lack of confidence in, in decision-making, my decision-making, or uh, just, I, I, I mean, I don't know because I haven't really gotten that far along, but.
0: Yeah, you haven't, you will. And that's something that you're going to have to, that's a reality you're going to have to endure mm-hmm. in the long run. But if you're confident about what you have and what you know it shouldn't be difficult for you to make that decision. If it is, you have to address that with the other person. You have to be very upfront with it because that's something that's seriously going to impact the relationship moving forward. And if you don't address it, it's going to fester and you don't want that. And, that, and that's where I feel like, you know, you had that scene in in the apartment with Francesca and her fiance and they were talking about, you know, what's going on? You've changed, like something's right. different. Like, right. you don't want that to happen. Yeah. You know, And that, but unfortunately that's a reality and I think you touched on it. In a sense where I think it, it was just a wrong decision and it's coming to grips with coming to terms with that decision and trying to face the facts and the facts aren't favorable for what you know and what you want and what your mind says is right, but your heart says is wrong. So the other part of that is, is. How do you allow yourself to be vulnerable to the point where you're admitting defeat almost? Well, why is it well first off, why is it admitting defeat? And two,
1: how are you able to navigate that if you have already expressed a struggle with vulnerability? How are you able to come to terms with that? Me personally? Well yeah, you're the only one that's had the struggle with vulnerability and you say you have to be vulnerable enough to to make that
0: declaration. No, this is a declaration that you've done something wrong. Oh. Right? Not committing to the other person. Okay. So you have to you have to open yourself up to the vulnerability to the point where you are vulnerable to admit that you've done something wrong. So you can change it. And the struggle that I feel like she went through was she couldn't come to terms with that. Even though it was clear that she knew that there was something going on between them throughout the entire season. Throughout the entire season. Even episode one. Mm -hmm. If you really pay attention to it. Yeah, for sure. But she didn't act on it. Mm -mm. Because she wasn't allowing herself the opportunity to feel that. But now that he's really going full court press on this shit, you know, it put her in kind of a predicament where she had to respond. Because if she didn't, it was just really denying the most obvious. It's like, there's an elephant in the room and it just sat on my face. (laughs) No, it didn't. You know, it's like, where do you go from there after that? Where does your relationship, where does your friendship go? Don't even worry about the relationship. You've built so many memories with this person. Where do you go from there?
1: I mean, I have like two immediate thoughts. My first one is like, if there is a romantic component to it, then there has to be some type of separation. You know, going through that detox period of like, okay, I need to be away from you. Not to say out of sight, out of mind, but usually that does help with you getting over somebody in that capacity. So if she were to come back... You know, later, maybe they could, you know, restore a friendship, but that was reason, season, time kind of deal. When he was in Italy, when he was learning how to make pasta and, and the convenience factor, the city factor, they, they made a, a deep connection. But does he need to maintain that? Probably not, especially if he has conflicting feelings that are gonna put her in jeopardy. And what was the other thought? You just lay it all out on the line and see how the chips fall, which is what he did. And I've, I've done both. I have removed myself from situations where I knew if I didn't, I would keep falling into the same cycle in that relationship, and I would not get out. But I've also I've also been in some predicaments where I I knew better. I knew what I was going into. I knew that she probably didn't feel the same way about me. But I still laid it all out there just so I could have that peace of mind, knowing that okay, I I I did this. I tried. Uh, if she didn't meet me halfway, then
0: I can I can let this go, as this is never going to pan out. Yeah, I wish I can say I've had that experience, but I tend to hold on. To what? To hope. So you rather live in the idea or the fantasy of what could be rather than explore what a reality could look like? Uh, I try and make both worlds join. How? I don't know. It it never happens, right? (laughs) Everything ends up falling apart, right? Okay. But the challenge is always making that fantasy become a reality and living that reality, right? That's mm-hmm. what everyone wants. But I guess I get caught up in a lot of the, well, why can't we be this instead of accepting it for what it is, right? But I'm always looking at more of the future like, okay, why can't we evolve into something different? And I think I, it might be the fact that I'm pushing the other person away by trying to make them – Mold them into something that they're not, or maybe maybe give them the impression that I want them to be some something that they're not, and they can't meet that expectation. Mm-hmm. Or I might be getting in my own way by really just fantasizing about something instead of living in the moment. You know, and have just you, being there. Have you ever read the book The Mastery of Love? Uh no, no. It, Sounds familiar, though. It, have you mentioned this
1: before? No, I don't think so. Okay. But I, I just remember one of the things that really stood out to me in there was. You can't have a dog and and force it to to act like a cat. If you want a cat, get a cat. If you want a dog, get a dog. And that whole idea, mm. the whole concept, I mean, it's it's incredibly simple, but, it, and this isn't like any type of metaphor. It's, it's you know, well, it is a metaphor, but not metaphor in the sense of like men or dogs or anything like that. It's the sense of like, you know who you're with, you know who's sitting across from you. You have to be accepting of who they are from their faults to what they bring to the table, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then you have to you know, be honest with yourself if this is going to be a deal breaker for you. And I think that's what I'm trying to figure out with you. Are, are you saying that you've had issues navigating that or living in those moments of, of trying to see people as you see, you see potential, but that's not
0: necessarily a reality or a desire of that person to want to get to right. that potential? Yeah, I do. I do. that's my fault. Uh, rather, that's my flaw maybe not really my flaw. I mean, it's it's maybe fucked up of me to do, but at the same time, when I see that potential, it's like, well, why don't you want to push yourself to be that person? And there are a lot of other things that, that might be in play, but again, it all falls back on, well, why aren't you telling me about them, right? Mm-hmm. I've always mentioned that communication is key in a relationship, and especially for a relationship to succeed, it needs to have that sustainability and sustainability is established by just understanding where the other person is at in life and if you can't get there how the fuck are you supposed to perpetuate some kind of traction to progress your relationship to the next level and i guess that's my problem i really expect a lot out of the other person in a relationship but is, the, is that is that bad though because well i don't think i
1: expect no what is it? i just read this article i gotta okay expectation minus observation equals frustration, right? So I think- Oh,
0: you sent me this article, yeah.
1: I think I did, yeah, Yeah, because I I wanted to talk about it. I think having expectations of people or or seeing the potential of people is is a double-edged sword. Expecting them to do something is different than seeing their potential for what they can do. Letting them know what they have within them to, to become and what you see for them, and then giving them the choice, whether they do it or not. And if you observe that they are, then maybe you- cultivate that. But if they don't, then you have to be willing to just accept them for
0: where they are. I don't agree with that at all. If they don't, really, that's a measure of their cap- their capacity to grow and change. And that's an indication that you're going to get that throughout the way. You're going to get resistance. Is that resistance really going to, uh, to, to result in a fruitful outcome? Well, it depends on where the resistance is. Is it within the relationship? With it, there, or is it They're not conforming to your, to your, not your request. It's a bad way of wording it. They're not rising to the occasion. They're not really answering the call. You're challenging that person. You're not really, it, it's really a delicate situation in a relationship. You're asking that person, right? I see this in you. I really see this in you. One, approaching that is fucking hard, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost a monumental undertaking to try and get that other person to understand that, hey, this is coming from a good place. And the the second part of it is, if they don't rise to the occasion, to actually answer the call, you, really they're meeting you with that resistance. And and to say that that resistance, whatever point that resistance is, it's irrelevant. To say that that resistance is not going to be an indication of what they're bringing to the table in in future, it is just difficult for me to to understand because really it. It's impossible to overcome that hurdle if that person isn't willing themselves to undergo that change. Whether or not they see they're capable. But what if they do it in a different way? That's, that's
1: fine. But it may not be to, to your standard or but what your expectation long, is. As
0: long as the uh, communication is there to really say, you know what, I can't meet you here, but I can meet you here. And, and we'll see where we can go from there. That's perfectly fine. But
1: see, that's that's the point of this article. And and the thing that I thought was brilliant about it is you need to remove expectation altogether and just be in the moment of observation, like what you see and react accordingly. What in was that, that article regard.
0: called real quick?
1: Mm. The silent killer of
0: relationships. There was something that I didn't agree with here. Yeah. Okay. Something that I did agree with, actually. When it gets to that point where you mentioned that the equation and let's review the equation real quick expectation minus observation equals frustration. When you let it get to that point, that's when you know you have a problem. Mm, And if it's that when that other person isn't able to communicate their progress or not making progress at all is when that frustration is going to happen.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then what? You have to really look yourself in the eye and ask yourself that serious question. Am I going to pursue this? am I going to make this conscious decision to move forward with this relationship, knowing what I know now, or am I going to try and make a change? And the change can be one of two things. Am I going to help that person and motivate that person and keep pushing a little bit longer? Or am I going to cut and run? You have two, really, uh, you might more have more than two options. It's a yeah. dynamic situation granted, but, and I, I've, I've been there and I've, I've questioned and I've, and
1: I've reflected, like, did I not invest enough in this person to help them or create a space for them to feel comfortable or confident in being able to grow and, I mean, for
0: lack of a better word, evolve to the next stage in life? And we have discussed this, and you felt, in a lot of instances, you you fell short. And yeah. at the same regard, you weren't supported. So I can, I can get that, right? Yeah. But what if you are being supported and you fell short of making that change? Put yourself mm. in that predicament. And that's, that's kind of what we have going on in this in in this episode more or less. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, I can see that. Change could have happened, but the opportunity wasn't there. In in my situation, oftentimes marriages go through significant points of growth, periods of growth that it's really up to both parties involved in the marriage to make that commitment to each other because you're already here you've already gone this far you have to make that commitment to each other for that improvement for that evolution you're gonna have highs and you're gonna have lows but that'll average out and that average line has to keep it's kind of like a step function it has to keep increasing over time and improving and if it doesn't and if you hit that period of stagnation you're gonna have frustration I should come up with my own fucking equation for this shit. My own fucking article. I mean, there's you could, a lot but, to it.
1: But then, that, at that point, I think when was the last time we talked about settling? Was it this episode? Yeah, yeah. I I think at that point, you, you that's where the second place where I I fear that that feeling of of settling, like there's no more progression, no more growth you're just settled into who you are and who you're going to be. And you're just going to live out the rest of your life at that phase. And in some regards, it sounds lovely and wonderful because you could just be riding the best wave of your life. And in other regards, it could
0: be the most long and drawn out experience that you just can't wait till it's over. Are you trying to say it's like, how much patience do you really have? It's like a relationship is a measure of your patience in essence. As to endure the bullshit that comes along with a no. relationship?
1: No, no, no. I'm talking about the, the idea of settling in a relationship and you guys settle. So say so you've already been married for 30, 40 years and then you just have no desire to do anything
0: other than just kind of like chill out. I guess at that point in the relationship, if, you're, if you've if you made it that far and you guys have gradually evolved to a new point in your relationship, which i think after 30 or 40 years that's inevitable if you made it that far i think it's kind of hard to say that you couldn't have changed at all to meet the the other person's expectations i, I would say because
1: I, I that that's what i don't know and that's what i'm still trying to figure out if is is that moment of of the say quote-unquote settling is that a good settling where you're settling into yeah. something great or uh, is that, that like you know, you're no longer evolving, you're no longer growing. Or is there more growing do- I don't know. That's and that's where I'm kinda stuck. Like I thirty or forty
0: years, I don't I don't know if you can grow anymore, quite honestly. That's if you what grow I'm, anymore more, you probably die. That's, <laughs> that's some reincarnation shit. <laughs> and on that note No, but I, I think in all in all seriousness, after thirty or forty years, if you've gotten to that point, I think you can afford to settle. And not have to worry about it. But we're talking about in our 30s right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dynamics of a relationship are so critical. Like, it's in its infancy. It's like uh, nursing a, a plant, you know, from seedling to sprout to flower. Propagate, propagate, propagate. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest concern is what if that person alters their motivation halfway throughout the relationship for whatever reason? They meet someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm, Ah, right, and it completely fucking turns everything that you know about that person on its head. In essence, what do you have? What do you have to fall back on? Right, yeah, but I think that's also a breakdown of communication. Yes, you know, if the relationship was strong enough,
1: if the relationship was strong, I think that's a breakdown because there's always gonna be temptation, there's always gonna be someone that's prettier or more whatever successful has more money has more whatever right it's inevitable that you're going to be able to avoid it but it's going to be up to i guess the foundation of the relationship whether you can actually talk about it or do you get in your own head and get in your own way and self sabotage
0: and that's really what you got to ask yourself is my relationship strong enough to survive this kind of eventuality and maybe that's what motivates people to change who knows that's 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 deep i've never heard it put that
1: way i've is my relationship strong enough to withstand this inevitability?
0: Eventuality. Eventuality. Yeah. You can Is take my-, my shit and paraphrase it already. When I said <laughs> it like five fucking seconds ago, you can't paraphrase something oh, that fresh, man. It's hot it. off the press. I'm tired. I,
1: now I'm now I'm starting to feel it. But yeah, no, that was that's that's a great perspective.
0: I've never looked at it that that way before. If you really think about it, all our relationships are destined to fail. And that's a very – It's when we're talking about optimistic or pessimistic, that is the most pessimistic that you could be about something of that nature. But it's reality. If you don't look at it from that perspective, you are dooming your yourself to a perpetual failure. And maybe that's really like doom and gloom and like fear-mongering. Yeah. But if you're not improving yourself or opening yourself up to that opportunity to improve, then – I don't know. I, I can't I can't really say it. But it's up to your partner and their patience again, whether or not they want to endure. But nowadays, God, with the availability of just mm-hmm. accessibility? Accessibility of just anything that you want mm-hmm. at your beck and call. It's brutal. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard. But,
1: but I, I think let's let's end it there on is your relationship strong enough
0: to endure this? Eventuality, eventuality was the word that i chose uh, thank you do not take it any further all right so we want to hear from you guys what do you guys got what do you have to say about this is your relationship strong enough to withstand that eventuality and that eventuality being a massive failure temptation temptation Sankeys, Sankeys, <laughs> oh shit! Sankeys is coming to a household near you. <laughs> Yo. Hide your wives <laughs> and your dogs <laughs> <laughs> and your sheep.
1: <laughs> sheep fucker! Wow.
0: All right. On that note, Randy, where can the people find you? You can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z, and you can find me at Turg says no on Instagram and Twitter. Salud. Mm-hmm. That's a good
1: one. That's a good way to end it. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with
0: friends. Make sure you stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on iTunes, and if you really like what you hear, make sure you hit that donate button. We really appreciate it. For Talk 30 to Me, I'm Turg. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. Peace.
1: Tra- Are you okay over there? You're like, you look like you're in this like little zone of- I was
0: doodling, sorry
1: <laughs> But it was a sad doodle like-
0: <laughs> It was like, man, I can't draw I can't even make a straight <laughs> fucking line
1: <laughs> I need a second Hold on. I fucking lost it I had to clarify my okay. thought process
0: was correct What was it that you said before that? Cut. So Cut. Tell me what you want to do No so uh, let me talk that's what i want to (laughs) do shut the fuck up and let me talk and segue this bitch okay go ahead
1: Uh, okay expectation minus observation equals frustration right so i think oh you sent me this article yeah i think i did yeah Yeah, because i I wanted to talk about it and and look at what we got (laughs) (laughs) it just so (laughs) happened to work out four weeks later
0: um Oh, that's right. It's a, it's a for- <laughs> why, why did that take me so long to figure out? Okay.
1: More whatever successful, has more money, has more whatever, right? That might be the cause of whatever issue. What?
0: I wanted to say bigger dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. His cock was huge. <laughs> <I can't. laughs>
1: That, that's gonna stay in the show. That's definitely gonna <laughs> stay in the show. Fuck that. Whatever the issue may be. I don't even remember my train of thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just started thinking about massive dicks. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> Am I going in the right direction? Motherfucker, I think I got a fucking bug in my eye. <laughs>
1: That might have been a big <laughs> contributor, but then also... St. is falling asleep. Yeah. <laughs>